Hello and welcome to another episode of the 3 on 3 podcast. Another week at down. We have our first finalist of the Challenge Cup. Apparently it's a bit of a shock to some. Uh, wins for a few teams. Belfast in teal and red this weekend. But we mentioned it before. And a lot, lot more. And as ever, we have... Uh, we've got uh, Potty Mouth and we've got Scott. I'm not going to ask how he is. I think we'll find out during this episode. Gents, good evening. How are you both? I got a feeling Scott might be the new potty mouth after this evening's uh, podcast, to be fair. So uh, I'll enjoy the nickname while I can. Uh, I'm pretty good, but I'm looking forward to seeing Scott tonight and load. Grumpy, grumpy. But my mum doesn't like me swearing, and she had a go at me the other day when I seen her. So I'm going to try and behave. But yes, not a happy chappy in the slightest. Okay, the podcast will apologise to Scott's mum in advance. We know how much it's going to fail. So weekend of results we have four point weekends for Sheffield and Cardiff three point weekends for Fife and Nottingham I'll mention that who they beat but they've got their win first one in ages two points for Coventry the Flames and the Storm one point for Dundee and Nolpois for Glasgow and Belfast gents what's your highlight I'm gonna go surprise surprise after being a goal well two goals down in fact after a minute Nottingham's lethal comeback win in Coventry where they just bossed the game for the majority of the the rest of the 59 minutes and uh, finished off a nice three-point weekend. So a bit of love for Nottingham because when they were two goals and I thought, here we go again. And they said, nope, not tonight, sunshine. And they came back and they put a a number on uh, Coventry. And I don't think Scott maybe feels like I feel about that result. No, not at all. Um, According to the Cambridge Dictionary, a highlight is the best or most exciting, entertaining or interesting part of something. So I have no highlight. No, uh, I have my highlight has got to be Zach Van two fingers to the Glasgow clan. And that Eddie he did was bloody brilliant. That is mine as well. Um, And uh, I'm I'm impressed you even looked at the dictionary, Scott. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of Eddie, but that was 10 out of 10 gold, uh, as the kids call it, shithousery. Um, and uh, yeah, fair play, because we'll mention the game in a bit of detail, but all they seemed to do last night was target him. And uh, yeah, he's took the points, and uh, the gap between uh, Sheffield and Glasgow is a little bit bigger. So we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, we'll do a little bit GB uh, for a little bit, because next weekend we've got the Olympic qualifiers um, held at, in Cardiff against Serbia, Romania and China. Um, but you're looking at announcements that's had over the last week or so of, of teams and players that's going to be released to not just the national side for Great Britain, but in Belfast's case, you also have uh, Japan and Italy with uh, Sato and Tedesco going to the Japanese and Italian squads, respectively. Um, teams, I mean, Belfast probably hit the most as well as Cardiff because they've had an additional court for, due to injury. And we've mentioned it, but I think, you know, use the hammer and point home. How on earth are we having the... And I know there's been excuses by some of the uh, hierarchy of the league. How on earth are we having league games when teams are as short as they are on players, even coaches, who won't be available? And how, why? Make it make sense, gents. You can't. And it it bothers me that more the days go on and we get closer to it. Uh, we just look so unprofessional, and 
player also players when they sign in this league get told that they'll have a break. That's a, that's a massive signing point, so they can get away for a few days, and then they go, "Oh, actually, we we can't have a break. Why can't we arrange some midweek games that geographically make sense?" So at the start of the season, right, we're, we're going to have to play a bunch of everyone plays on the Wednesday night. The Scottish teams play each other. Cov play Nottingham or Sheffield or, or Cardiff, and it's just just make it a, an easier trip and do it back to back to back. Maybe I don't know. Could have been done, and. The nail in the coffin for me with this silliness is Cardiff has just had an unbelievable weekend and then they're off now. Their coach is off, more players. And then they call Ben Davis up to put them down even further when the Cole Shooter probably, they should, have, they should have hurt the Steelers. They're not as if we're playing Canada next week. We should be, we should do well next week. I just didn't get, just baffled me, baffled me. Well, I've been vocal since day one about this fucking joke. This, this is such a massive key weekend for GB. And we're not our best players there. And okay, they're going to be there. But it's at the detriment of other teams. Um, there's a massive conflict of interest. Scott makes a very good point there. Um, if, if Carter wanted to be tactical about this, sorry, if, if, if Russell wants, wants to be tactical about this, rather, sorry, he could bring players from other teams that's going to hurt rival teams. And he hasn't done that. Okay, his, his focus this weekend is going to be as the GB coach, national coach, not the devil's domestic coach. And I don't understand it. I just don't understand how the league can put any team in a position where they're five players down. Now, maybe you could argue Cardiff technically might get around it a little bit in terms of one's an import. Mosey, of course, will be replaced by another import. So that negates one of the players. If Bound isn't playing and they put like a Brit on the bench, Wall plays, you're negating two. So you're technically only down Davis, Waller, and Richardson. But you just don't get to replace players of that skill and ability. You just don't. You might get a few two-way guys up for a weekend or whatever. But like I said a few weeks back, the, the thing for me is that in terms of integrity of the league, you're playing against teams now like Cardiff or whoever, Sheffield, who are short, and you might sneak a result that could affect both ends of the table. Um, if, say, Manchester, for example, get a result against Cardiff, would they have got a result against Cardiff on another weekend? Possibly not. They're fighting for a top eight spot. So teams who are in and around Manchester, they've not had the same sort of chance to beat Cardiff in the same situation. And the whole thing stinks. You're telling me the league can't take a weekend off once, twice a year? Bullshit. They can get games in midweek. Okay, it might affect the crowds a little bit. But fucking bigger picture, guys. Bigger picture. It's all about the national team being best prepared. And we're not, as ever, letting the national team be the best prepared. And it pisses me off. Do you know what the one bit that actually bothers me is that you have the game on the Thursday night, then Cardiff play on the Friday night, and then GB back Saturday Sunday. You go to tournaments and Olympic qualifiers all around. That rink is used solely for the national side, wherever it is. And I don't know why it just seems to be bothers me, you know, because they'll know that the tournaments, they'll get their stall set up and they'll leave their equipment there, but they'll ha- they'll have to take it all out. Because Cardiff will be using it the night after. In fairness, so will the other team who's in the away room. We'll have to do the same because Cardiff are playing, I think, Coventry on the Friday night. And I just say, to me, it's a bit, why? It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and we mentioned to the, uh, you know, Pete Russell's called up Ben Davies in replace with Betteridge, which, you know, Ben Davies, he has his place after that goal against the F word. Um, 
But it just all just doesn't make sense. And I know that there's arguments of we, we were told this date and we've now got negated and there's been a few things back and forth. And I'm with you, Scott. You could easily done midweek games to just to negate it, to get a weekend where the national side's prepared. Um, and it just feels like we, there's just a lack of one. You know, we'll, they'll say, and people will say that they are back in the national side, they are helping the national side. And yes, I'm not saying they're not completely. But I just feel, yet again, it's falling short. Um, and I, I, I don't buy the arguments of, you know, yeah, you have to play it because we've lost this weekend. This could have all been done and organised at the fixture meeting. Because it was known, it's been known for a while that Cardiff is hosting, or at least GB were hosting, this round of the Olympic qualifiers. Personally, I would have rather been the week, there's no games at all, and GB has a camp. Lightwood were the worlds. To me, Olympic qualifiers is almost as important as the world championships. Why can't we have a week off? Why can't like this weekend be right? Get the games finished now. GB guys meet up Tuesday, for example. Give them tomorrow off, and they're good to go from Tuesday onwards. They're preparing. As it stands, they're rocking up to Cardiff from wherever they're based, and they're playing games. Okay, we should get to the group. We should be fine. But come on, it's a national program. Let's just back it for once. Let's look at the bigger picture and GB doing well. I know some fans listen to this thing. I don't give a fuck about GB. I know some of our friends don't give two fucks about GB. But GB doing well and getting promotion, like we talked about before, being on primetime TV is only going to be good for our sport and good for our league. Let's just take all our egos aside now. Leagues don't really you know, help the, the national team and some GMs probably don't give a shit. But now is the time to do it. Just t- take your ego out aside and just support GB in this massive quest because if they get to the to the Olympics, everyone benefits. Simple as. Moolah. just Mula. It's, it's disappointing, um, truth be told. But our view, John, in to change it slightly, GB should qualify from this group, um, and you know go on to the final round of qualifying. Imagine GB actually making the Olympics. After a couple of days ago, announced that the NHL will be sending their players to the Winter Olympics in 26 or 30. Uh, could you imagine that? Uh, I don't know, Dave Phillips up against Sidney Crosby. That'd be hilarious, but it'd be great to watch. You'd probably say, Do you want a point? Or who are you? Probably. Definitely wouldn't they, be surprised if they heard of you. have a clue of Sidney Crosby is. We did get a guy on. He's so funny. You listen to him yeah, on like I view from a bridge. Definitely. He, he, he doesn't take himself too seriously, does he? And he's just a fun kind of guy. He probably, yeah, he probably doesn't know, even know these, these players even are, to be fair. But I love that about him. You know, he doesn't take his life seriously. He's not like a hockey player that lives and breathes the game. He's good at the game. He makes money of it. And he's just a normal guy. Yeah, so this time next week we'll be talking about the results and hopefully talking about the group that GB will be in um, coming to the final round, which is around the August bank holiday weekend. Um, if it says it's meant to be, it should be a long weekend in Riga. I'm down for that. I'm not going to lie, it's a nice part of the world. Let's move back to domestic air games. Um, we'll talk a couple of double headaches. It seems to be like a, a home-and-home weekend for all the league. Uh, but we'll start Glasgow-Sheffield. Um, Sheffield... Two wins, 5-2 in Glasgow, um, 9-3 at home. Steps further to uh, to winning the league. Um, gents, I'm going to start with this one point. Both nights seem like the, the fascination with 
Glasgow wasn't the two points, but was uh, kicking lumps out of Vinell. I was on Friday, so I didn't get to see Friday's game, but that was certainly the theme of the game on Saturday. I think from the first face-off, they spent more time chasing him around and getting distracted than trying to win the game. Um, not saying it would have probably made a difference. They still would have got battered either way because they got destroyed. But yeah, it's a bit amateur, to be fair. I thought they came down, they had a game plan to get under his skin, try and you know, get him to react, and he didn't. Uh, and they paid for it. They conceded nine. Could have been 13, 14. We've said that a few times this year already. But it, it truly could have done. They hit the post maybe three or four times on top of scoring nine. Saw one goalie off in the first five minutes, wherever it was. Next guy comes in. He didn't do much better, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think a team chasing those playoff spots, behaving like a beer league team, they got their houses handed to them. And uh, maybe we'll talk a bit more about Glasgow a bit later. But again, what is the point of Glasgow's clan? I'm still waiting to know what Glasgow clan are, what kind of club they are, what are they doing in the league, what's their ambition? Because they're just a, a joke of a club right now. I don't get what the clan were doing with Vanel. So it said back in December that. Vinal request for his release because he wasn't getting game time. So he wasn't. So there is an element of truth in that. But there must be more to this story of him signing the Steelers, with the Steelers. But to make a transfer to another team in the league, it has to be agreed. You can't just jump ship. So Clan would have had to give it the, the say-so. And then you get people saying, oh, Fox was tapping him up. I can't imagine Fox was tapping Zach Vinal. It's it, it, this seems a bit far-fetched, that one. But the way the, the clan players are acting, and players like Jake Bolton, who I've got a lot of respect for, he's been playing really well since he came into the league. He comes across really well in his interviews, but he was just acting a goat. And it just, it just bizarre. It was kiddie. It was, little, it, it was kid-like. And then they forgetting that they need to win hockey games. So I watched the game on Friday night, and clan were in that game for a long period of times. Gary Hayden goal. To ball it back, and I think it was two-two. But Sheffield just have that little bit of edge and get drop, get out of the win. But it was a good game. But for Saturday night, if you're losing nine-three, your goalie gets pulled and then gets sacked or whatever. It's just I don't. Yeah, we've got a lot to say about the Glasgow can, but Sheffield Steelers four points again doing the job. I found it interesting that uh, the normal post-game interview from Morgan has not surfaced yet. Um, you're hearing stuff on the rounds on social media, however true that may be, that he's actually said, I'm not in, I'm not being interviewed, it's not happening. Um, I don't like that. Um, I weren't a fan when Barrasso didn't turn up for interviews. Um, you've got to give something, you've got to give, you know, and, and I know that it's, it's not football in respect of there's the whole post game interview and then analysis. But the fans, I mean, there was about 15, 10, 15, 20 fans that travelled down last night last night to, to Sheffield from Glasgow. They alone, never mind the fans back home, deserve to hear something. Their team has just been destroyed and they got nothing from their head coach. They didn't even, you know, we've, we've critiqued Nottingham about uh, Pep not doing interviews, but he sent his assistants out. Glasgow didn't even do that. They even sent anybody just to do the interview, just to give him something, which to me I think is more than just poor form. Um, it says it's borderline at two fingers up to, you know, I don't care, I'm pissed off, so screw talking to anybody. The fans who went down at the least deserve to hear something. They're, they're an organisation that have got a lot to say when they think something's going well, don't they? Jeff Batter, is it, the, the coach, the assistant coach? Dyson Stevens in, injured at the moment. 
he he's was probably on the bench. Not sure he might not have travelled down to Sheffield yesterday. But there are a lot of people that could have said a few words. I heard there was an interview. Didn't last very long and it couldn't be put out. Don't know how true that is. No, usually no smoke without fire. Though. Yeah, that is always the case. Um, and they've got a bit of a big week coming up uh, with Glasgow. Uh, we'll mention it uh, very shortly in terms of the the Challenge Cup. But uh, they still need, you know, to me, there still needs to be something said um, by someone, and they've, they've let them, they've let the fans down. I know the team did that. To be fair, if you lose nine three, you, you're not doing, you're not getting any credits at all. But you, to not say anything, to give them some hope or anything, or just at least go, you know, we, we, what seems to be the phrase of the season, we shit the bed. Sorry about that. Not even that. So poor form on that front. Uh, but like you said, Scott, another four points, Sheffield, another step closer to the uh, past the winning post. Thing is, though, it'll be so Glasgow to come and fucking win in Guildford on Wednesday. And everything be right again, you know, after the weekend they've had. There's no way in a million years they should be going down south and beating Guildford on Wednesday. But you just you could just see it happening. Like a spawny little jammy like last minute winner or something. And if they do, then good luck to them. But if they play like they played at the weekend in Sheffield, if they get there, don't bother coming down, boys. No point. Say so well we'll go we'll go on to that just now we start talking about it. Obviously, this Wednesday coming up, it is the second leg of the Glasgow Guildford tie, which is goalless, so it's a winner takes all. And I just think, you know, that there's an expectation from Guildford, but I've, and I've caught it from the beginning. Um, I just think Glasgow's going to do something with that one. Um, and, you know, Guildford got a win away in Dundee this weekend. They went into the one fixture, so they'll be quite fresh. Um, Glasgow will still be smart, you know, be hurting from that defeat could work to their advantage and uh, that you know they could uh, I'd be interested to see if they go down early because they did they played Glasgow played Nottingham recently and they they did the pre-game skate in midday so they've obviously done the travel early doors I wouldn't be surprised if they, they give them a shot and maybe even come down the night before to at least have the long travel because it's a it's a one-off game roll the dice you could be in a final and for Glasgow it's their first ever final you have to that's how they got past Cardiff in the quarterfinal they came down the day before too You've got to. This stays a trend on the on the the day. Even in a league game, it's embarrassing. In a game as big and as huge as that, you just suck it up. You pay an extra few hundred quid for the bus and whatever it costs for like a an ibis or bloody Premier Inn, and just pay it. Just prepare the guys properly. They've got to do that. The, the travel lodge around from the rink is a decent hotel, uh, fairly priced. Um, I spoke to a clan player earlier on in the month, and I was asking about what is the the, the treatment you get in clan. And he said very, very well. The players are looked after exemplary. And they are doing that with um, the, the travel down with the Nottingham. So they are doing what they can in that sense. Um, but I, I've said a few times, Clan could do it. I don't think they will. I feel like that was a big weekend there. That they're, And they're really, their fan base are a bit annoyed with them as well. Uh, I feel Phil Guildford will have enough. And as a neutral, I want to see Guildford Sheffield. I agree. I can say the same thing. That'd be a better final for me. I know that the clan fans would travel probably more than the Guildford fans would travel, but that'd be the best final. It would be, 100%. Um, I'm sticking to my guns on, on the choice. But as you mentioned, it, you know, a Sheffield-Guildford final means that Sheffield did complete the job. 4-1 on Wednesday. Um, Scott, um, no, and I'm not doing this in a uh, piss-taking mode, but uh, as much as the game was dead and done after... 20 seconds on the first leg. 
it felt like for me that was a let's get out of this game injury free. If we can leave Sheffield without injuries, do you know what? We've actually got a lot out of this game. Yeah, we still didn't do much though. Still lost 4-1. It was kind of like no one really cared about that. We just went through the motions. We iced the putt when we had to. We had a couple of... Max Stewart was our best player. He guested for us again. He played with a bit of heart. Um, I don't think the players even... Even though I know and the fan base knew that we had no chance of pulling that back, they didn't really give me any conviction that they were going to try either. And then I just went to sleep because I was just like, fuck this. Ah, oh, swore. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Scott's mum. John, as, as neutral as possible, um, first final this season, um, Sheffield to be in for four years since the um, the Chalas Challenge Cup uh, pre-COVID. Um, and yes, as we've already said, 6-0, everyone, you know, done dust a bit. It was important to finish the job and still get the victory. Just keep that momentum going. Yeah, um, just in case I wasn't clear enough last time, I'm non-neutral. Um, I want Sheffield to win, and I'm glad they won. Times are different to the last final. Who'd have thought, I don't like, care, in... you are, you're still a neutral to me, my friend. <laughs> Who'd have thought, like, in, in March 2020, I was flying back from seeing my daughter in Canada, and I missed the game. Uh, and it was a Sheffield-Cardiff final, and um, the result didn't kind of go Cardiff's way. I felt a bit different that day than I would do if they won it in a month or so's time, wherever it is. Yeah, it was it was a going through the motions kind of game, to be fair, wasn't it? It really was. Um, I know some people around us, you know, partners, friends, whatever, they were still saying it isn't over till it's over. It was over after the first few minutes, as you said earlier. Um, very, probably tough game for both teams in some respects. It's not a bit daft because, like you say, no one wants to get hurt. No one wants to kind of literally play a game that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, I'm pretty sure the players that played, didn't move a Coventry were more kind of rested as a precaution. Um, because they all played again this weekend, I think, pretty much anyway. Uh, yeah, it was a very boring game, um, but no one's going to complain if they uh, they qualify. Uh, yeah, it was just nothing exciting, nothing worth going deep about, and Sheffield finished off the job at ease, and it meant that uh, the result we knew was happening a week before was confirmed. And that alone meant that Sheffield are hosting the final, um, and... Tickets for the Sheffield fans went on sale on Friday and all the ones bought from the blocks that are reserved for the away team have already been sold out within 24 hours. 7,800, 7, give or take. Um, which is a fair, fair cop. Yes, it's a cup final. Um, but uh, good effort all around forever. I'm, I'm annoyed because they've decided to block my scene ticket block, um, which I don't know why, because the away... I think that's good though, David. Sorry? I think that's good in the sense that you can't sit in your normal seat because I feel it will give it more of a final feel. Do you know what? I, I, I get that. I agree. I mean, we've, um, it's actually quite funny. So I got the tickets because I was able to on on midday and literally picked two seats, about to pick. Oh, they're gone. Literally, in front of me, I was like, fucking hell. So we're on the, because obviously you two have sat with us um, where we're, our scene tickets are. We're in 214. Um, I'll not tell the own just in case anybody's. Uh, may throw stuff at us but uh, on the goal line um, and I, yeah, I get that I'm looking forward to it somewhere different uh, whoever it may be whether it be Guildford or Glasgow um, and it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it March the 13th it's true though because I sat in uh, different seats for the cup final in whatever 2019 when Cardiff beat Sheffield and um, 
it's the same kind of thing. Like Devils fans, you know, oh, it's disgusting. You know, you're not going to please every single fan in any arena. Uh-huh. There's got to be some movement. And it was good because literally it meant that, like, I was with all my mates, which I wouldn't have otherwise been because your mates sit here and everywhere, be left sat in a certain spot for 10, 20, 30 years, wherever. I was all in one block and it was pretty good. And if you do win and you're with your mates, it's, it's not a bad feeling, to be fair. But anyway, David, surely it should be 50 50 split in a cup final, like in football. Because just in case Glasgow want to bring 4,000 fans down, they don't already have. Or, or the Tories want to find 4 more thousand fans. When people say like stuff like it should be 50 50, like, I saw, I'm not sure how serious it was. There was someone on Twitter. I should have written it down, to be fair. It was one person. It was one person too many, though. Yeah. It was one person too many. You're getting into Brett category here where he he says everyone said something, so can't be doing (laughs) that. Yeah, but if if one person, (laughs) but then to be fair, it did get mentioned before in other cup finals when Belfast were playing against uh, Cardiff and they may have won that game by a few, to be fair. Um, They don't bring 2,000 fans or 1,500 fans to the mainland. They never have, they never will. But it was the if, same shit then as well. If Guildford win, I would like to see what... I hope the club really all push it. They don't do much, do they? Uh, like on social media, fam. Imagine if they bought uh, like a, a few limousines up of fans. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> they could probably bring on like a couple of Robin Reliance, to be fair, the amount of fans yeah. they travel away with. But like, when they played in Cardiff against um, Belfast, it was, it was embarrassing because neither team travels away. And it was just like... Quite a few Devils fans that were there. A few came down from Glasgow randomly, and a few like certain teams, like Swindon fans, etc. But yeah, cup final. Like guys, you know, you might never get to one for another five, ten, twenty years. You got to enjoy. It. I know it's midweek, which is not ideal. But if you're a Guildford fan, you know, there's two thousand of you go to home games every week, and you get some sold out crowds and good crowds. Get in your car, get in your Bentleys, go on the motorway, and get to Sheffield. Because it'll be a good experience for you guys, and you should enjoy the game. Watching hockey is about hopefully having fun and about hopefully some success. If your club wins that, t- that title and you're not there, you've let yourself down. So, Will, go and go to your mates and yeah. get them all in the cars, whatever, in the helicopters, the private jets, get them to Yorkshire and have a good time, assuming they beat Glasgow clan. Yeah, assuming they do, I'm sure there's a, a VIP lane that they can use to. Uh... Get straight through to uh, to Sheffield um, in true Tory fashion, uh, but um, they should they should be allowed drums and balloons and I believe they are they are yeah because I thought I thought if they if that was some way wangled around that would be in a bit pathetic so that that's good to good I know news. that that's... Sheffield drums are they've already got a block and they're all sorted yeah. so um, I hope they do in fairness I hope our fans decide to you know get ten orange balloons and just orange the fuck out of the building. Like well, it's whichever team it is, it's Glasgow and purple, uh, Guildford in whatever colour. Be call careful, you wish for David doing that. I, I remember there once upon no, a time. No, yeah, hey, look, balloons, balloons, and you know what I know. Um, the yes, presentation but... ones, the presentation ones, different. But if the fans do it, you know, make the atmosphere. If the fans do it, yeah. That's like, what I'm on about. I'm on about the, but, the fans adding to the occasion. But don't pretend there's a balloons up in the uh, up in the rafters, ready to drop because. Doesn't always work out for you very well if you do that. So you just have to have both sets and just pull the right one, regardless of the result. But no, I, I, I'm not about the fans. You know, them bringing five, ten balloons each and just you know, making atmosphere. We see it on in GB, and you see all the you know how it adds to the atmosphere. So I'd, I'd like to see that, and both sets of fans do that. So, we'll, quick we'll question uh, before, um, well, before we move on. Like, this is key to what I need, need to check now. When Scott got a bit passionate, then he's wielding some kind of weapon around there. And I don't know what it was. So I'm a little bit intrigued, Scott. What were you wielding? 
Ah, uh, this is Razor. Oh, it was my uh, Timu purchase. Shall, shall, shall I bore everyone with about my Timu purchase? We I'm have to go through it so they're here, why not? Yeah, so the kids order stuff off Timu every day, and I managed to get a shaver for £4. And I managed to buy something else, which I got completely wrong. I thought I was buying food trays, and I ended up getting paper trays. So 50% success rate with Timu. Uh, we are not affiliated with Timu in any way. Other websites that you can buy stuff are available. Um, we'll move on from the Challenge Cup, because uh, I'm sure near the time we'll, we'll go into that a bit more. Let's go on to another set of fixtures, Belfast-Cardiff, which has been quite the big one over the last few years. Belfast getting a null point at home. First time I've re- read uh, this evening that Cardiff have won all the games in Belfast in a season. They always lose one, but the part this, this with them, because they won the last uh, one in November, December, I think. Um, three wins for the Devils this season. And... It keeps Cardiff with a sniff of things, but uh, let's talk Belfast. Let's give John some enjoyment. Belfast loss. It's uh, <coughs> that's one of your favourite things to talk about. That was a jest. I, 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 I don't you notice that they won the three games this season. I didn't realise that was the first time ever. I've been at many doubleheaders in Belfast, and Cardiff have got four points. So. That that does surprise me. It's, it's, it's all the league games, not just the double header. It's all. Yeah, yeah. I do, I know how things work in the league. I've been around a while, David. I know, you, so I know you're so. old. I just want to make sure you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying what three games in a season means in one one burn. But really appreciate it. I guess. And if there was three, now there's definitely only two. If they uh, hadn't thought the season was done before this weekend, well, it definitely is now. Who would have thought after 34 games, there'd be a 19-point gap between Belfast Giants and the team sitting in top's place? And if Sheffield were to win that game in hand, and we always know that games in hand don't count, waffle, waffle, waffle. If they did 21-point difference after 34 games, now that's thinking, 21 points behind the top team with only 34 games played. I don't understand what's happened with Belfast this season because apart from a little stint at the start of the year, when we came off the back of those CHL games where they did fantastic and we did give them praise for winning three games, they've never been in the running. They've never once looked likely to be catching Sheffield or whoever. They can't put a run together to save their lives. They can't get more than a weekend or two without uh, losing a game. And the, the startling statistic for me is they're closer to the bottom of the league table right now than they are at the top. Like, wow. Like they, They're nearer to five in terms of points than they are to Sheffield. Now, that isn't good enough for Belfast Giants. Now, we know this is maybe some Belfast Giants that will always be defending the team. And that's great. Good for them. You can't defend this Belfast. They've tried so many different things. They brought players back. They brought new players in. And he's still not in the running. And you've got to start looking what's going on over there because this is not Belfast Giants for me. It really isn't. And I was convinced that they would come back this weekend and put on some kind of performance for the fans. They brought a few players in recently as well. They've let in shorthanded goals back-to-back nights at home in key times of the game. Got caught up by Cox both nights and considered shorthandedly as well. Besco got pulled. I'm not going to talk about his uh, little chat with you guys last week, which I couldn't be there for. Got pulled after, what, 22 minutes? He's not the goalie he was, that they keep thinking he still is. He's not the best in the league anymore. And Adam Keefe just can't get that mix right this year. I like, can't work it out. But as it stands now, will Belfast even come in the top four? 
will they actually be seeded in the top four right now? And I'm not, not trying to stir the shit up. You know, if, if if it happens that they come fifth and, you know, they don't get that home leg or the choice of the home leg, could be an interesting uh, postseason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got Coventry. Could have caught them tonight if they would have won that game. Would have been on level points with, with Belfast. You wouldn't have thought that a few weeks ago, would you? Anyway, so um, Belfast, I'm impressed. I'm happy. And long way to continue. You made this old guy very happy. Scott, before I bring you into uh, your thoughts on this weekend's games, I just want to uh, rehash a, a quote in November. Um, People should get their laughs in now because we'll figure this out and we will be back. And that was Adam Keefe. Mm. Well, I'm still laughing. Yeah, you should have left that to Arnie. Um, can't be saying that. Look, it's not work for the Belfast Giants. And they've had a lot of injuries. And that is a thing. But it can't be an excuse. They've not had a settled lineup. I think it's just a little bit broken, that team. Fractured. And that comes down from the fans. I think the fans have a, a big say in how this team have performed this season. Uh, because some of the tweets and some of the criticism has been pathetic. You were Grand Slam winners last year. And yes, you're going to want to compete and come back again. But do it with a bit of humility. Uh, I've seen some disgusting tweets and some tweets that are fans that I thought had a bit of bit about them, a bit of knowledge. But I've seen them just go, this is pathetic, this is that. Cardiff, I watched the, the game earlier. Cardiff were very good. Belfast tried and huffed and puffed. The power play looked okay. On But I, look, Cardiff beat them. And I think it's be a good thing for Belfast to not win anything this year. Yeah. I've said it before. Um, and they can rebuild. Because I tell you what, even if they want some players back this year, a lot of them will say, no, thank you. I've I've not enjoyed my experience. You, you can treat me all you want. But the organisation wins as a whole and loses as a whole. You can't be bit here and there. Support your team. Come on. I, I kind of agree with you in, in some respects. You, you know, you win and you lose. And, you know, you can't have a role when you're winning. If they say the team is pathetic, then I'm sure you're referring to, then they're right. Belfast are pathetic this season. They're still... They're, 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 yeah, they're not very good. They're, they're pathetic. Good. Well, well, by, their so by their standards. So no, so by their standards. Five, got, you five know. or six other teams in the league, then. Yeah, well, Everyone's so be it. But then, but then they they can bring players in when they get injuries, and that's a, not a dig. That's a luxury that every team would love to have. You know, at the end of the day, standards are high in Belfast, and rightly so. And if they're not performing, but then there's that down to the coaching staff to get that right. If players are not performing, just get rid of them, and not be loyal to people who are just letting the, the, the badge down. Because at the end of the day, you're representing that city, and if you're not representing that city with everything that you have. Then he shouldn't be there. As simple as that. And yeah, I, I'm not digging any Belfast fans who are slagging off the team because they've got a right to do that. They pay the money, and yeah, the same fans will probably be like be like loving them again if they win the playoffs and forgetting what they said. But there's too much ass kissing that goes on and thinking sport. And if a team is doing poorly, then call them out. Well, they've win, they were winning games. Well. Sorry, but they ha- they have won some games. They were second going into this league. Sheffield were an absolute juggernaut. I, I, I do believe it's a one-off and it could be a, a humbling season for them. But th- their issue is scoring. That I don't think they've got a player in the top 20 in either of the charts. But it, they're just struggling this year and I think it's sport and I feel like them going a season without winning anything, when they are winning again, 
they'll really enjoy it. Because last year, they weren't. They just kind of went, oh, yeah, we're quite good. We're very good, aren't we? And just, they weren't that cocky. Oh, oh no, I don't think they were they, last year. They weren't saying, oh, we're, we're quite good. They let the fucking world know how good I, they no, were. And, I, look, I, and, and fair, fair play to them. I have you no know, they, they were, race. That's there we go. So maybe you see less than what other people do. And I, and I'll be funny. I've been on, you know, the given end of the, these things in the past. You know, if you're good, go and brag about it. Yeah, absolutely. They would definitely win humble last season, and they just took winning for granted. And they probably expected that to be a bit of a sort of dynasty, and they'd expect to win this season. They were definitely not humble, but this will humble them for sure because good. they've not been in the, in, the, in, in with a shout for like most of the season. No one has though. Cardiff haven't in reality. Yeah, absolutely. Sheffield would have been fantastic. That's it. Uh, but no one's accepting that. Oh, Sheffield are good because everyone says shit. Well, again, isn't Sheffield's fault? Recruit better. No one says it is. No one has said it's Sheffield's fault. I don't get this. I don't get what the Sheffield fans are getting all arsey with about. It's making up scenarios here. No, not at all. How many times have we seen our friends in the league is shit? The league is shit, but Sheffield are very good. There we go. Sheffield are very, very good, but the the, the standard of the league, you said yourself, the standard of the league isn't very good. It's dropping. I'm not taking it away from Sheffield, though. Sheffield, I think the test would be, and I know you can't do it, is play this Sheffield team against last year's Belfast team. Who would win out of a series of seven games? I think we'd go game seven. I'd agree with that. Um, Excuse me, just add my two pennies to what you just both were saying. I think what Scott said, both can be right. But from what I've seen on on different uh, accounts, some people taking one of it and just taking that and going with it. And then Sheffield fans are kind of ignoring the fact that both can be true. Um, I think there has been, and, and I think some fans, and I'm not going to lie, more Belfast-led uh, have kind of milked one of the answers and not gone, but both can be true. Some have. I'm not saying I'm not a broad brush on them, but uh, I, I mean, you look at, the, to go on to Belfast themselves, you know, the fourth, it's not their season. When Sheffield's not won anything, it's good for the fan base. Same with Cardiff. And probably a little bit back in the day with Coventry when they was a juggernaut. Um, it's always good for the fans because, like you said, Scott, when you win again, you enjoy it. I'll tell you now, when we won that Challenge Cup, and it was the first time in 17, 18 seasons that we won the Challenge Cup, after having won it a lot in the 90s and early 90s, that I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. And there was a lot around me, a lot of the fans who've been for years and enjoyed the moment and not just gone, oh, it's another trophy, yay. That was something, that, that was a hell of a night, I'll tell you now. Um, but it was special. Great, cracking game of hockey, but it was special to actually win it um, without even knowing what was going to happen the month later with the, the pandemic. So, so it's always good when, fans, when teams who've done well just have that lean period just to give the fans a chance to go, it's not always going to be the case. If it was always the case... You won't have a league because all the fans from the nine other teams will go, oh, fuck this, and we're just not bothered to turn up. So I, I think it's a good thing for Belfast fans just to go, okay. And then there'll be some of the old, older Belfast fans that will realise that, and they'll know. It's the, it's the ones who've just been, who've just got into the game recently. And it's not a bad thing to, to not win anything, but just to know how, how bad it is to see other teams win, even on your own ice. Because when it comes to your moment in the sun, uh, at the moment in time at Sheffield, you're going to enjoy it a hell of a lot more. 
To finish talking about the, the Belfast-Cardiff weekend, there was quite the incident in terms of a hit um, that resulted in Belfast getting a, a five-plus game, but a bad hit towards boards uh, on friend. Uh, Scott, you watched the game live, so can you give us a bit of a, a little bit of background on that? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but you, as the guy making the hit, you need to be responsible for the player, and he does lean and put his stick into him, and he falls down head first into the wall. Um, I had a pop at Gavin on Twitter, said bollocks. I've apologised since because I shouldn't have done that. It was a bit naughty of me, but um, I, I, do, I do believe it's it's a it's a five plus game because you've got to be in control. Barrow's been on the end of some hits this season as well, so he knows what it feels like. It's not malicious in any way. Uh, yeah, he's not trying to hurt friend, but you can't be making action and pushing the player down, however soft you perceive it is. I've only seen it slow four or five times. I don't get shot down. I don't, I don't think it's a bad hit. I don't see that as a bad hit at all. I think it's an unlucky outcome. Um, he seems to be aware, obviously, of where the, the body position is for both of them anyway. He's kind of like sort of shepherding them away. And, okay, he, he does obviously fall. He does go head first into the boards, which is a horrible outcome for it. But to me, one, the dirty hit. Um, they're the kind of ones I show, I guess the referee has to kind of call them because of the outcome of, of what happened. But, I think there's no intent for me whatsoever from that play, nothing at all. And like reading like some of the things people were saying about it being a terrible hit earlier and pulling for his head, no, I think it was an, an unfortunate hit and I don't see it as a bad hit. And that's all I can say. I'm not saying it's a bad hit at all. I'm the same uh, in respect of, I, I don't think it's a, a dangerous play. I don't think it's intentional, but I do think it's the right call. Um, the, the level of control is on the person delivering the hit, and yes, Barrow's not gone in at any pace to, to to hurt the player or to make sure the hit was done, but he still had that uh, level of of responsibility. And it, it, we've seen it many times. You make these big hits or you make these big plays, and it's a fine margin of error. You go, you know, if you miss it by a millimeters, it's five game or just two. You know, it's that level of of margin. And I think Barrow just uh, just missed it, if we're honest with you. Uh, so I, I don't think Dops will get excited on that one. Um, similarly, I'm not sure if they'll get excited or wake up on the Sam Jones hit from Saturday night um, against Glasgow, where I think it was Coombs um, was hit. Um, similar-ish, they may, you know, they may want to vary it. I don't know what you guys' thoughts uh, of that one. I didn't see it, so I can't comment. Uh, and obviously, so in, in real time and slow mo down several times afterwards. Uh, again, it's one of those ones where it depends who you're supporting, where you, you know, your bias will kind of go towards it. Again, I think there's no intent whatsoever. Um, Coombs obviously is already low. He's only what five foot two, wherever he's in the first place anyway, so he's always going to be low. Um, he's stretching for the puck. Surely, in his, his vision, he can see Jones is going to come in to play the body. And he sort of ducks in. To me, Jones doesn't raise an arm. Or elbow, anything at all to the head, you know, where the head ends up being is pretty much in the mid body where Jones is, is, is holding his stick, to be fair. And yeah, not a bad hit for me. I know, obviously, I think it was Lynch jumped in, uh, on Jones at the time, which I guess in the, the way the game is and how fast it is, it probably looked worse in real time than what it really was. And having seen it several times on slow mo, no, not, a, not a bad hit for me at all. Definitely not worthy of anything more than what happened. Um, Obviously, as it happened, Sheffield came off on the power play as a result of the hit. 
But again, if you're a biased fan and you see a player get hit like that, you're calling for his head. But no, that was a an unfortunate hit, but not a dirty one for me. Not at all. Yeah, good old instigator penalty. The best thing that's ever been made in hockey. Um, we'll move on to another incident. Uh, we'll go more closer to home for Scott. Um, Coventry United game, a headbutting penalty. I haven't yes. seen one of them for a few years. It's been a while. Absolutely brutal headbutt it was. It was disgusting. I want him banned for 10 games. No, it's just a <laughs> stupid play um, by the guy. Pare, is it? Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. He was on a good night. He was on three points for the night. And he just, moment of madness, he just does a little little nudge. And it connects with McNulty. McNulty embellish it. And, um, yeah, I think... It, it's a it's a chuck about chuckable offence, but it's no more for me. Maybe a slap on the wrist, maybe a game because it is a headbutt, and they don't want to see it. You shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be nudging your head anyway. But no, McNulty's not going to be uh, hurt in any way. Just idiotic, idiotic. I could have easily seen that like a cold. So, like you say, when your head's going to go towards another player like that, you put yourself in a position whereby you're stupid because you're not you're not going to really headbutt the guy. And if you get called for headbutting, just headbutt someone. Don't like it's like almost like go to punch him in the face and you don't really punch him in the face. What's the point? Uh, McNulty sold it. There's no kit. There's no pretending otherwise. You know he's a, he's a tough guy, McNulty. He wouldn't have been going down like that with any sort of contact. Uh, it was it was kind of a, a little bit of an unfortunate situation. There could have maybe been a game changing situation, and at a point in the game where that could have possibly played in the commentary's hands, they blew the power play. Um, yeah, there's, there's no more. To... You wouldn't have chucked him, John, though. I think you caught him in the air with a headbutt. I think, I think, I, 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 I think he's put himself in a position whereby he, he's got every right to get chucked in some respects because he's, you know, he's allowed himself to be stupid enough to make that play. But if you're going to headbutt someone, go and headbutt him. If you're going to get tossed anyway, do you know what I mean? Don't oh, do I it half heartedly. So, yeah, if, if you got away with it, you could argue you should have been tossed, so no no problem with him getting chucked out, but it was just a stupid, like petulant act and lucky for him his team didn't didn't lose out from the from the end of the end of the game. But yeah, it was just a bit stupid really, wasn't it? And he's not a tough guy, is he, let's be honest. So what was he thinking? McNulty would have him for dinner. It was a bit of a, a dumb play. Um yeah, you, uh, you, I'm agreeing a lot with Scott tonight. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you have to throw him on that uh, any head. But if, they, if any of the officials gone, yeah, there was a head. But you've got to give him the five game. Um, the only downmark on uh, we'll just quickly go on about that game. The only downmark on the Panthers were given that they finally got the win, six um, two. Um, sorry, Scott. We'll, we'll go back to you. Um, how, how how did how did the game go in terms of not from just as a as a game itself? If you're two 0 up after a minute against a team that have struggled, how badly Nottingham have that should have been let's close out the game and canter to a victory. Unfortunately, the Blades were arrogant in a lot of their plays. They felt that they, the game was done. Uh, switched off for Lundqua to come over the blue line, top titty. Great finish by him. And then it was a fortunate equaliser for the Panthers, I must admit. But then a sloppy play for the third. And then that was it, really. Um, we tried a little bit. We were overplaying the puck. We were trying to walk it in like Arsenal off the, the 2000s. It was a pretty lackadaisical performance. And I love Danny. I've got a lot of time for the guy, but I can't 
abide by him saying the work rate was there with that team tonight. And that is not anything I've ever said about a Danny Stewart team. The work rate is there. The players play for him. But certain points tonight, I just didn't see the effort. And if anyone disagrees with me, look at the fourth goal that Nottingham score. Machode or however you say it, sorry. He outbattles for, how do you say it? Michelle. Don't like the Nottingham Panthers. I'm not going to start caring about what their players are called. He <laughs> outworks four Blaze players and they score and that gives them two goal lead. You can lose games. But I, if a player I don't think is working hard enough, you're gonna get my you're gonna get my back up and my back's up to I had to go to a walk I had to go for a walk earlier around the estate to chill out. And I'm still not chilled out because I can tell by my voice it's going really high. So yeah, um I'm not happy, boys. Not happy. Which players would you uh Point out tonight, there's been not been a shift in there. The, the most, the, the big group of them. There's the only. I would only bring back four imports from this team. That's where I'm at. Anyone who Okay, are the four players you'd bring back then? So that kind of affects current Norwich. The question. Mm-hmm. Roth, McNaughty. Okay, Scott's not the happy then. I can. He's not no. Give or take. And this is my. I can. I can. Look, players come and go. And uh, I've, you can like a player, you can like a person, but I'm, I'm. This, there needs to be a little reset here, and uh, uh, four, four imports. Maybe we need a little rebuild. I know Danny doesn't like the word rebuild, but I think, I think that that's what's needed. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm work rate. Work rates are one for me. If you work hard for Coventry, the fans love you, and that goes back from the Neil Martin days. Adam called us the the legends of this club. And, uh, well, we've not had a legend of this club in the last few years and it's pissing me off. Do you reckon, John? Do you reckon how more passionate it would be if Scott got off the fence? I think words of a guy that doesn't say like what he, what he wants to say, is it? Yeah. You know, it doesn't, doesn't give his true feelings. I mean, I'm a bit like that myself, a bit shy sometimes, aren't I? And I don't like oh, to say yeah, that. very shy retiring, yeah. To call it like it is. Um, yeah, bizarre game. I thought 2-0 up. Um, against a team, as you said, who was struggling, lost the previous eight games. Listen, it's, th- those games happen sometimes. I'm sure you're very angry, Scott. I'm sure a lot of Blaze fans are angry. But you won the SC in Nottingham. You know, you, you you beat them in their own ice again, which is not an easy thing to do for for some teams. Um, and yeah, you got caught on a bad night tonight. And I see it's a bad night. And move on next week. You play Cardiff, who are playing about 19 players missing. So. Uh, just let it go, mate. It's only a game. Why do you have to be so mad? Just a game. It's only a game. Be well, a lover. Yeah, you, you can't do that. But I tell you, the other thing that disappoints me with a lack of commentary wins, John, is that we don't get Scott Singham. And we've picked up a number of followers just on that alone. That's what you're playing at Yeah, I miss the singing, to be fair. What, what you you should we get like an angry rap instead? Like, just make some sort of angry rap and just be like a gangster. <laughs> No, I'll sing if uh, there's a, a different winner on March the 13th. How about like you like just like the players you want to blow away? Yeah, I'll, you know, he can go, he can go. Do you know what I mean? Look at Gangster. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. I don't just call it. Just because he's got the coat, John. Just because he's got the coat. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, some of his mafia colleagues. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to move on, but well done, Nottingham. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I hate the club. Um, no, you don't. But there's one thing. What the Nottingham Panthers? 
Oh, then your club. I thought you hated. Oh no, I hate okay. Nottingham Panthers. Always will, always will. But listening to Bullard last night, and Dan Green didn't piss me off either, so that's a good positive. Ooh, that's wow. my highlight. He didn't piss me off. Bullard, when they pulled it back and made it free, all the passion and emotion in his voice, uh, I loved that. Because look, they're they've on such, they're having such a horrible year, and how excited he was when it went free all. I kind of it was like, oh, that's nice, and not I'm not being patronising and saying that at all. Um, no, but, they've definitely got more bias this season than they have in the past. They've definitely more yeah, pro the home team. But to show fun. how happy, because obviously everything that's gone on, his emotion and happiness when they and their fans tonight probably really really enjoyed it. Uh, I never want to see them win a trophy in my life, but it was a uh, a little. Nice little bit, but fuck off. Well, if they're going to get a run going, <laughs> if they're going to get a run going tonight, would maybe the night because they're, they've drifted farther and farther behind. You know, they really have, and the team they could probably catch now is probably Glasgow. Um, because I listen, guys, I can owe my shit. I, absolutely, I owe my shit. I was wrong about Dundee. I completely went too soon about where I was a month ago about Dundee. Completely wrong, and I can owe my shit. Dundee, you look uh, cut above most teams in that sort of section of three or four clubs. You've got a, f- a first line that is dangerous every time they're on the ice. You've got good goaltending, and I was wrong. And there's no way in a million years you ain't going to get the top eight. Um, so, yeah, the fight is on for whoever else is going to be there. But I apologise to everyone from Dundee I offended. Normally I wouldn't give a shit. But equally, if I'm wrong, it's only right to say I'm wrong, and I was massively wrong. Owned. We'll wait until the end of the season if they have a, a collapse and they don't make the postseason, but we'll we'll do it from there. Um, if you've not heard, uh, we, our latest overtime episode was released. Tyler Beskwarini, uh, myself and Scott had the pleasure of sitting down with him. An absolute belt of an interview. Uh, he talked for ages. Great stories. John, um, as, as obviously you, sadly you weren't able to join us, what did you make of the interview? Um Great in the fact that when we have guys on, we talk enough as is, we want to be heard as little as possible. And the fact that you spoke for 90% of the, uh, of the interview, perfect. A lot of stories. Um, he volunteered a lot of things as well. Especially enjoyed the stuff he did about Edinburgh, because we all know what Edinburgh is and was and, and all the circus it was. And it was nice to sort of hear some stories. Um, Scott's always very good with his, his research and knowing who's played with who and stuff. I have not ever had the patience to do that. And I'm sure neither of you, David, but Scott always smashes it when it comes to former teammates and getting stories about them, which is brilliant. Um, yeah, and uh, maybe a good distraction for him, you know, than focused on winning the league because he's been a lot of pressure, you know, in the last couple of years and he's come through that pressure and he's had, you know, some fantastic results. But this season, it's not happening for them. Um, so, so yeah, I think when he looks back over the season, he's not going to be looking to maybe celebrate a Grand Slam. Well, obviously he's going to be in a Grand Slam. Maybe even no trophies. And he's had that great experience of playing the Spanger Cup. He's representing his uh, national team, which I guess is a dream that normally players expect to come true. And more important than that, he went to Davos, boys. Have I ever mentioned Davos to you boys before? No, you've not. You've, you've kept that quiet. Um, Incredible how I've mentioned. I've, I've not mentioned that before. And, and, we'll, and we'll continue to keep it quiet, my friend. Um, I, I, you know what? So. I am. Yeah, There's, you couldn't fail to not like him on that interview. But then again, he dropped the the, the bombshell. He works for the tax man. What's that all about? Uh, more reasons to hate him now. And if you haven't, go on Spotify, uh, check the interview. It's worth your time. Get a, put the kettle on and sit down and enjoy it. 
and, and I will also say is, um, you know, some great, like you said, John, some great research from, from Scott there. Um, move on to the next topic. Uh, we've literally, within the last few hours, as we're recording this, Glasgow make a change. They have signed uh, Linskoog, who obviously uh, guested for five whilst Shano was injured. Um, and obviously then they have released Keeley. However, as always with Glasgow, it's not always done just by the book and just done right, is it, Scott? No. So they obviously planned some tweets and they got the order wrong catastrophically. But they could have deleted the tweet straight away. You put a tweet out. I mean, when I do the updates, I, I put a tweet out from the podcast account last night. Quickly noticed by Ali. It was only, it was only up for seven seconds. But you can literally go, oh, made a mistake. They wanted to thank the sponsor. That's what they do. They, do, they But they could have just deleted the tweet. Yeah, you've made a change. But what I have noticed about the Glasgow clan this year is the fans aren't having it anymore. And I think that's great to see. Because they're not accepting the results at the moment. You can make a change. All for you making a change. And Linscoot is a goalie that I tweeted about the other day that I feel like will be back in the league. I wasn't expecting it to be in within the next week, but a, a sign-in that a couple of teams will look at for next year. But what were they playing at? Making a mistake with how they've tweeted him leaving and not just owning it and going, let's move around, or do, and then just ignoring it. There's also a few things about the fans calling out the OSC. We're, I'm happy with that because we've called them out a few times this year. They're just not doing anything. They're just playing. They're not official sporters club their official boys club to the, to the club. They just pander to them because they probably get a few freebies and it shouldn't be like that because you know, I work alongside the blaze. I'd be wrong of me not to talk about my team if I don't agree with stuff, but them lot, nah, not having it. Morgan disappeared. Clan social media disappeared. It's not acceptable. And I'm loving the fans. They're giving them a bit of stick back. Oh, it's like getting a bit retro though, isn't it? It's like podcast four, five, six, seven, 10, 11, 15, 17. Glasgow, man, stop giving us ammunition, for God's sake. You know, we try every now and again to say, now, come on, Glasgow are now going to do things right. They could be this, they could be that. I'm there saying they could be an absolute giant in this league. And they go and do Glasgow things again. It's like they just can't help themselves, you know. And I will admit, I wasn't paying much attention to the, the boys' chat earlier. I was, I was probably quite a few messages behind and... I know he's in there, like the screenshot of the, the tweet. And then my missus then sent me one saying, oh, like, have you seen this? Like, what a way to announce a player, like, go in. And it's just, it's just, <laughs> they can't get, they can't go a month, can they, without getting things wrong? They really can't. They're now trying to, like, lose games by chasing players around the ice. Uh, yeah, it, it, the, the change is probably a good change because both the goalies were shit at the weekend. Like, Kylie. I have more faith in Kylie Minogue in goals than him, to be fair. He was, he was rubbish. So, like, in all fairness, I think, you know, that change is probably not a bad one. But handle it properly. Um, and we saw that Linsko guy the other weekend in Sheffield. And he's like an annoyingly good goalie. He slows the game down constantly. And it's just so annoying to watch where every single face-off, he's taking his helmet off, he's flicking his hair back. You know, he's trying to, like, di- dictate how the flow of the game's going. And I think... That can easily unsettle teams quite quickly, and perhaps maybe Glasgow needed a change at the back with a goalie that can just take control a little bit. Because it's been a few games this year with Glasgow. I've seen four or five on webcast myself when they've gone bang, 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 three or four goals in no time at all, and that goalie's head's gone. I don't think you're going to get that with this goalie. He won't allow that to happen because he'll stop the game, stop the game, stop the game, and it'll piss people off because it pisses me off watching as a fan. 
Um, but in terms of that's a positive, what they've done, they made a good change. But yeah, that's about as much like you said about Glasgow because they just frustrate the shit out of me. And I'd, I'd hate to be a Glasgow fan because they are just so downright annoying when they make things not easy for themselves. So you basically, John, you're saying that Glasgow's just gone, you know, better the devil you know in signing someone that they know from this season. Yes, David. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I they should say, be. I was... Better the devil you know. There we go. We got some singing. Oh yeah. Um... <laughs> they should be so lucky to have a goalie as good as that. You know, obviously on the doorstep. Oh, we should he's not be spinning around. Uh, we should be so lucky. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they they've handled it well. Um, they've had a mare yet again. And like you said, John, it's, it's ammunition for anybody to kind of call out. And you know what? If it's right and done properly, like Scott said, I'm glad that some more fans are starting to kind of go, no, this ain't good enough. That's We've mentioned it many times that that club is, has the potential to be one of the dominant ones in the league. But failed to, you know, they fight to deceive every time. Maybe one year they may surprise us all. But, uh, I, I, you know, good luck to, to Lynn Skoog uh, up in Glasgow. I have nothing else in terms of agenda points. Any other business? Scott, do you have anything? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it's... Um, I've been a bit more vocal on Twitter this weekend. I don't know why. I've noticed, uh, yeah. A bit grumpy. And I suggested the, the purge day. And it's got quite a bit of attention because I think people do feel that way. There's too many people that are a bit mouthy that won't back it up. Um, and there's also people that just haven't got a clue. So, yeah, I'm all for a purge day. If we can all agree on it, uh, set the record straight, say a few home truths, people might think they want to say stuff about me. Crack on. Let's let, let's expand on that a little bit then, because uh, um, I've been quite busy this weekend. My daughters have both been home, and I've not been looking at mention on Twitter, to be fair. And I see what we talk about in the group. So I maybe missed a lot that's gone on. This purge day uh, mm. and, and, the, and the, the kind of... The workings of it. What does it actually mean exactly? I'm probably a bit have naive seen, here. Have you seen the film The Purge? That would uh, be helpful. I, I have not. I'm not even so heard of the film. Basically, but, okay. you get 24 hours to kill people. I am not suggesting that's what we do. Okay. But you just a, a little bit of, you know, some people just say what they want and there's no there's no comeuppance and it just really annoys me. Really I, annoys I, me. I agree with that. All these fannies are kind of like mouth off behind faceless accounts. Yeah. No real names. I've got no time for that at all. And if I'll always say what I say on Twitter, stuff I always say to people's face. Yeah. So you're saying all these like faces accounts and like think they're big and tough and stuff and say all these things and yep. and, and be Billy Big Bollocks and the creeps. Well, there's plenty of creeps around. Too many creeps. That's we can see Perception. We can see your likes. By the way, guys, you know certain blokes in this league, your likes are visible to all of us. Um, but even the way they they talk to women just generally. Yeah, you know, it's, it's people are not stupid. People, you know, people can see what you're doing, and yeah. and it's and, and word will just get around about you. And you think you're being clever, you ain't clever. So yeah, I like that, Scott. So you think about like one of the responses to your tweets, Scott? I did see it, mm. uh, and it was a Sheffield fan uh, saying, "Who's who? Do you decide um, who gets categorised as what?" Um, and interesting, given that that person was involved in uh, a small group in Sheffield, but in on the, the resistance uh, in the Paul Thompson out brigade, um, he, he wasn't Rene, um, but uh, he was part of that group. I did find that amusing. Um, yeah. It was said. Look, it was a bit of jest. I was a bit grumpy, but I, I do. Some people I just haven't got time for. And it's, I've just had enough. So, yeah, a bit grumpy. 
I have no other business. John, do you have any other business? Uh, no, not really. So, I, I have no other business, so that's this episode done, thankfully, um, with that bombshell. Um, socials as ever, Instagram and Twitter at Free on Free Podcast UK, Facebook, Free on Free Podcast UK, give it a search. Spotify, subscribe, you'll get notifications as to when our latest episodes are um, available to listen to. And uh, numbers are great. Thank you for listening. Keep doing it. We we do enjoy seeing the numbers. We we enjoy seeing the different countries that people listen to to it. So What's that's why we, we get it's some, wild. Get some the list is get some wild countries, yeah. So thank you. So yeah, thank you ever so much for um, for that. John, Scott, thank you for your time. Constructive as ever. Um, always a pleasure, never a chore. Seems weird just being back to three again. And like just talking about, you know, the weekend's games. It feels like it's been ages since we've done this. Does indeed. No. Um, I agree, I agree. Uh, two last bits for me. Come on, you Blaze. I bloody love that club. And uh, let's close the gate. Consider the gate closed on this episode of the 3 on 3 podcast.